Welcome to another edition of Sean's Sports Show. That's right, episode number 112. I'm coming at you from Los Angeles, California on Tuesday, July 3rd, 2018. Today I'm going to be reporting and giving my take on each story inside the um you know, the breaking news inside of the breaking news inside the world of sports. I'm also going to be covering the results and future matchups of the 2018 FIFA World Cup, um the Los Angeles sports teams and Last but not least, the results of the 2018 Wimbledon. So without further ado, let's get down to it. The first thing that I'm going to be talking about has to do with the World Cup. Not World Cup results, but with a specific player. Nigeria captain Mikkel John Obi has revealed he was he uh, was told his father, Paul Michael Obi, had been kidnapped hours before he played for the Super Eagles against Argentina on June 26th. The 2-1 defeat proved to be Nigeria's final game at the 2018 FIFA World Cup, but Mikel explained he had other matters on his mind. His father, who was subsequently who has subsequently been released, was being held for ransom and being threatened with death, the midfielder told David Heitner of The Guardian on Tuesday. Quote, I played while my father was in the hands of bandits. I had to suppress the trauma. I took a call four hours before kickoff to tell me what had happened. I was emotionally distraught and I had to make the decision about whether I was mentally ready to play. I was confused. I did not know what to do, but in the end, I knew that I could not let 180 million Nigerians down. I had to shut it out of my head and go and represent my country first. I could not even inform the coaches or NFF staff and only a very tight circle of my friends knew. I was told that they would shoot my dad instantly if I reported to the authorities or told anybody. I also did not want to discuss it with the coach uh, because I did not want my issue to become a distraction for him or the rest of the team on the day of such an important game. As much as I wanted to discuss it with the coach, I could not. Thankfully, my father was safely released on Monday afternoon. I thank the police authorities for the rescue efforts and the support I received from friends and family members. Unfortunately, my dad is now in hospital receiving emergency treatment as a result of the torture he received during his capture. Per Heitner, uh, Paul Makalobi was abducted in southeast Nigeria while he was on his way to a funeral, and he is currently being treated in a hospital after being tortured during his week-long capture. He was also kidnapped once before back in 2011. AFP Africa reported the former Chelsea player paid $10 million to secure his father's release. Uh, Tianjin Tata midfielder Mikel played all 90 minutes against Argentina. Nigeria looked to be heading through to the last 16 when Victor Moses cancelled out Lionel Messi's opener from the penalty spot in the 51st minute. But Nigerian hearts were broken when Marcos Rojo smashed home uh, the winner four minutes from time to send Argentina through instead. So I don't have I don't have much to say. All I have to say is this is extremely unfortunate and I hope that the Nigerian player's father will be okay and I hope that all be, will be well in their family. Switching gears now to Trey Young, the Memphis Grizzlies earned a comfortable 103-88 victory over the Atlanta Hawks in the opening game of the Utah Summer League. This game featured a battle of first-round draft picks with number 4 overall selection Jaron Jackson Jr. facing off against number 5 overall selection Trey Young. In addition to helping his team win, Jackson far outpaced Young in the box score. Jackson had a game-high 29 points, a 39.6% three-point shooter with the Michigan State Spartans. He went 8-13 of 13 from beyond the arc, including a first-half buzzer beater from just inside half-court. Naturally, Jackson sent social media into a frenzy. Uh, Young also had a Twitter buzzing, but for mostly the wrong reasons. He finished with 16 points, on, but, but shot 4 of 20 from the field, including 1 of 11 on 3-pointers. Um, USA Today's Dan Wilkin chose to accentuate the positives as Young added 4 rebounds and 3 assists on his night. You know, he's a high-volume shooter who isn't afraid to spot up from anywhere within 5 feet of the 3-point arc. There will be games where he uh, single-handedly takes over for Atlanta, and there will be others where he, uh, where he just doesn't play well. So Monday's Summer League game was a good example of that, and um, I wish him nothing but the best. Switching gears now to boxing. I don't cover it too much uh, with uh, breaking news. 
This is uh, the July 15th, uh, July 14th in Malaysia fight between Manny Pacquiao and Lucas Matisse for the WBA regular welterweight championship is officially on. According to ESPN.com's Dan Rafael, Golden Boy Promotions president Eric Gomez announced on Monday that the financial issues were threatening the fight that, that were threatening the fight were resolved. Gomez told Rafael that money due to the boxers after the fight was deposited into an escrow account Monday, which was the final de- deadline before the fight would have been canceled. Gomez said the following about the fight, which will take place at Axiara Arena at Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Quote, the fight's a go. There were some bumps in the road, but everything is now in order and we're excited. It's a great opportunity for Lucas. This is the dream fight. This is his dream fight. It's the fight he's been talking about for five years now. Anytime you can fight a legend like Manny Pacquiao, it's a win. The money's in place. The money was supposed to be in an escrow account in the U.S. and now everything is good. It's customary practice when you're fighting overseas to have the money in an escrow account and now the money is there. We're excited to be working with Manny and his company MP Promotions and commend him for putting this fight together and making sure it comes off. Per um, Rafael, MP Promotions missed quote, several deadlines to deposit $2 million into the escrow account before sending some last week and completing the transaction on Monday. The upcoming bout will be Pac-Man's first since his controversial unanimous decision loss to Jeff Horn last July in Australia. Pacquiao is 39 years old, has a career record of 59-7-2, and, and he's looking to win uh, a WBA title for the first time. The 35-year-old Matisse is an Argentina native who beat Thailand's Tewa Kiron for the vacant WBA regular welterweight title in January. Matisse is 39-4 with one no contest in his lengthy career, but his tilt with Pacquiao promises to be the biggest and most lucrative fight that he has had to date. While Bob Arum's top rank is not promoting the fight, he noted that he's negotiating with ESPN to get it aired on either ESPN or ESPN+. So as a huge boxing fan, I'm very happy that this is happening. And uh, I, I'm very excited, although Pacquiao, is, both fighters are actually um, a little bit out of their prime, but I'm still very excited for the fight. Switching gears now to DeMarcus Cousins and his signing with the Golden State Warriors. Golden State Warriors star player Draymond Green and general manager Bob Myers spearheaded in the effort to land DeMarcus Cousins in the Bay Area. Yahoo Sports' Shams Chernia reported Monday. According to Chernia, Warriors head coach Steve Kerr also spoke with Cousins on the phone before he agreed to a one-year $5.3 million deal. While Cousins is the newest member of the Warriors, it's unclear when he'll actually make his debut for Golden State. The four-time All-Star hasn't played since suffering an Achilles injury in January. Chernia reported the Warriors hope Cousins can suit up in the, quote, early part of the 2018-19 campaign, and the playoffs are when his true value to the squad will be evident. Should Cousins get back to being a double-double machine, the Warriors will be even more dominant when they are when they were um, than they were, excuse me, en route to back-to-back titles. So that's that. Switching gears now to the NFL and their uh, you know dramatic situation with Colin Kaepernick and his collusion case against them. The NFL is reportedly seeking a summary judgment in its favor to end the collusion case brought forward by former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick. On Monday, Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports reported the NFL has asked arbitrator Stephen Burbank to review information brought forward in the case's 14 depositions, including those with Commissioner Commissioner Roger Goodell and Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, to determine whether there is, quote, sufficient evidence to continue or if the league and its teams can be cleared, ending the motion. Kaepernick, who's been an unrestricted free agent since opting out of his contract with the Niners in March of 2017, filed a collusion grievance in October. The 30-year-old Wisconsin native drew media attention for starting the movement to kneel during the United States National Anthem before NFL games. Quote, I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color, he told NFL media in August of 2016. To me, this is bigger than football and it wouldn't be selfish on my part to look the other way. Uh, There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave and getting away with murder. In the collusion filing, Kaepernick's legal team argued those actions and not his on-field performance were the reason he wasn't being signed. 
Quote, the NFL and its owners have colluded to de- deprive Mr. Kaepernick of employment rights and re- retaliation for Mr. Kaepernick's leadership and advocacy for equality and social justice and is bringing awareness to peculiar institutions still undermining racial equality in the United States, the filing read. In December, Goodell said during an appearance on CNBC's Squawks, Squawk Box, he didn't believe Kaepernick was being, quote, blackballed by the league's owners. Quote, each and every club's got to make those decisions, he said. They make those decisions based on a lot of factors that are best for their football team. And when they do that, that's what's in their best interest. Adam Schefter of ESPN reported Kaepernick's planned visit with the Seattle Seahawks in April was canceled after the quarterback wouldn't assure the team he'd stand for the anthem if signed. Meanwhile, NFL owners approved a new anthem policy for the 2018 season that forces players to either stand on the sideline or remain in the locker room for the anthem. Teams that have a player violate the rule will be subject to a fine. So that's that. Um... Not going to give my take on this. Switching gears now back to the NBA. Um, um, just real quick, Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns are finalizing a five-year, $158 million max contract extension. That's all I have to say about that. Um, that's that. Switching gears now to uh, Terrell Owens and his uh, updated updated um, Hall of Fame plans. Terrell Owens announced Tuesday that he will give his Pro Football Hall of Fame speech at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga on August 4th. He made it official with uh, with the following tweet that read, quote, As many of you know, I am foregoing the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony in Canton. After giving it much thought, I have realized just how much I want to celebrate what will inevitably be the best weekend of my life at a place that means so much to me. I have decided to give my Hall of Fame speech at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga in McKenzie Arena on Saturday, August 4th. The event, which is free and open to the public, starts at 3.17 p.m. I am proud to be a mock and I'm honored to be able to share this experience with my family, friends, teammates, and fans at the place that provided me an opportunity beyond high school and where I truly began to find myself as an athlete. Thank you to everyone who has supported my celebration decision. I look forward to seeing you all in Chattanooga. Get your popcorn ready. The legendary NFL wide receiver's decision came on the heels of announcing in June that he would not attend the Pro Football Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremony in Canton, Ohio. Owen's Hall of Fame speech will take place on the same day as the enshrinement ceremony for the class of 2018. The 44-year-old Owens revealed that his speech will begin at 3.17 p.m. Eastern Time. Owens started at uh, Tennessee Chattanooga before the San Francisco 49ers took him with the number 89 overall pick in the third round of the 1996 NFL Draft. After Owen said in June he would not attend the enshrinement in Canton, Pro Football Hall of Fame President David Baker released the following statement per ESPN.com that read, quote, We are disappointed but will respect Terrell's decision not to participate in the enshrinement. While unprecedented, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the nearly 5,000 volunteers, and the entire community are committed to celebrating the excellence of the class of 2018 that will kick off the NFL's 99th season. T.O. was not chosen to be inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2016 or 2017, despite his elite numbers. In 15 NFL seasons with the Niners, Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, Buffalo Bills, and Cincinnati Bengals, Owens registered 1,078 receptions for 15,934 yards and 153 touchdowns. He ranks 8th all-time in receptions, 2nd in receiving yards, and 3rd in receiving touchdowns. Owens is part of a Hall of Fame class that includes general manager Bobby Beathard, linebacker Robert Brazil, safety Brian Dawkins, guard Jeremy Cr- Jerry Kramer, linebacker Ray Lewis, wide receiver Randy Moss, and linebacker Brian Erlacher. So uh, that's that, and uh, all I have to say is uh, this is a, li- a little bit petty but by Terrell Owens, but I'd rather give him have him give a speech at his former university that he played football in than no speech at all, so... Uh, switching gears not to LeBron James possibly playing with Dwight Howard. Veteran center Dwight Howard would consider a return to the Los Angeles Lakers once the Brooklyn Nets buy, buy him out of his current contract. 
According to USA Today, Sam Amig, Howard would welcome the opportunity to play alongside LeBron James after James agreed to a four-year deal with Los Angeles as Clutch Sports Group announced. However, Amig added that it's unclear whether the Lakers would be receptive to a reunion with Howard. By getting a commitment from James, the Lakers' focus immediately shifts to contending for an NBA title in 2019. Because of that, signing a center who averaged 16.6 points, 12.5 rebounds, and 1.6 blocks makes sense. Looking only at the numbers uh, you know, shows how disastrous adding uh, Howard could be for Los Angeles. You know, I mean, it doesn't show it. For one, his only season with the team ended in spectacular failure. The Lakers got swept in the first round of the playoffs, and Howard was ejected in the final game of the series. With Lakers fans riding such a high, the last thing with, with the team... Uh, the last thing the team should do is sign somebody who generally wasn't liked by the fan base not too long ago. Then there are problems Howard has created at, at every stop of his NBA career. Eventually, he wears out his welcome with the team, and it's pretty telling he only lasted one season apiece with the Atlanta Hawks and Charlotte Hornets. The pressure on the Lakers players will be immense next year. The team can ex- exacerbate that problem by signing a player with a history of alienating his teammates. This, to me, this doesn't seem like a good move. Uh, switching gears not to... Uh, the MLB possible a possible trade uh, scenario with Manny Machado trade talks involving Baltimore Orioles shortstop Manny Machado have reportedly quote accelerated as the MLB non-waiver trade de- deadline looms on July 31st on Tuesday Ken Rosenthal of the Athletic reported the, the Orioles have amplified their efforts to deal the impending free agent and hope moving him about a month before the deadline could yield a greater return Machado is on pace for a career-best offensive season as he prepares to hit the open market. The 25-year-old Florida native has posted a 310 batting average uh, with 21 home runs and 5 stolen bases through 82 appearances. His 941 OPS is 65 points higher than his previous high in 2016. Quote, I go out there and play baseball. I'm not getting distracted by any of this, he told reporters in May. All these talks, rumors, they're all rumors and talks. At the end of the day, I go out there and perform and win games for this ball club. We're trying to make a push for things and we're a little behind, but we've got to keep pushing forward. The Orioles own baseball's uh, worst record at 24 and 59, giving the front office little incentive to keep the infielder who spent most of his career at third base without an extension in place. Bob Nightingale of USA Today reported the Los Angeles Dodgers are viewed as the favorite to land Machado in a blockbuster trade. The Arizona Diamondbacks, St. Louis Cardinals, and Milwaukee Brewers are among the other contenders. The New York Yankees are expected to make a strong push to sign him in free agency during the winter, with the Philadelphia Phillies providing competition per Nightingale. In a Machado trade, Baltimore will likely look to significantly restock a prospect group that was ranked 24th by MILB.com before the season. So that's that. Uh, I think the Orioles are doing the right thing. But as a Dodger fan, I would, I would love for the Dodgers to trade for Machado so long as they don't give up too much. Switching gears now to Ruben Foster. Uh, San, San Francisco 49ers linebacker Ruben Foster has been suspended two games for violating the NFL's personal conduct and sp- sub- substance abuse policies. The NFL announced Foster's suspension th- Tuesday, which will keep him off the field for San Francisco's first two games of the season. Per the league's official statement, Foster's punishment was handed down for a, quote, weapons off offense and a misdemeanor drug offense, both of which were resolved earlier this year. Foster was arrested on February 11th in Santa Clara County on charges of domestic violence, threats, and possession of an assault weapon. It was the 24-year-old's second arrest in less than a month after being charged with marijuana possession in Alabama on January 12th. Robert Salonga of the Mercury News reported Foster's girlfriend, Alyssa Ennis, accused him of physically dragging her during an argument at their house in Los Gatos. The domestic violence charge was later dropped after Ennis recanted her story and the judge dismissed the charge for lack of evidence. The 49ers uh, drafted Foster 31st overall in 2017. He started 10 games as a rookie, leading the team with 7 tackles for, uh, for loss and finishing 2nd with 72 total tackles. Foster will be available to return for San Francisco's Week 3 game against the Kansas City Chiefs on September 23rd. So that's that is um, that. This is... Um,
you know, unfortunate because he didn't really do much wrong, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, switching gears now to the NBA, back to the NBA. Boston Celtics point guard Kyrie Irving and Minnesota, Minnesota Timberwolves shooting guard Jimmy Butler reportedly hope to play for the same Eastern Conference team in the near future. On Tuesday, Joe uh, Cowley of the Chicago Sun-Times reported the potential dynamic backcourt duo is, quote, still trying to figure out a way to play together. They can both become unrestricted free agents next summer by declining player options in their respective contracts. LeBron James' decision to leave with the Cavs and agree to sign with the Lakers leaves a void in the Eastern Conference. The Celtics are the top contender to take over as the conference's top favorite to reach the NBA Finals, following the, by the, followed by the Philadelphia 76ers. Acquiring Butler would further solidify the Celtics' status, though Cowley noted, noted it's unclear whether they will push for a trade given Irving's uncertain future status. Quote, contractually, financially, an extension just doesn't make any sense, Irving told reporters last month. If the guards do want to play together, they are probably best off hitting the open market next summer and trying to find a team with an established frontcourt star. That will likely be enough to vault their new franchise to the top of the heap. The New York Knicks are the first team that comes to mind. Irving Butler and Kristaps Porzingis would form the foundation for a title contender. From there, as the Golden State Warriors counted, continued to show with the, with, um, with the agreed-upon DeMarcus Cousins signing, other players are often willing to take less money to play on one of the super teams. Whether it's the Celtics, Knicks, or another team, it appears Irving and Butler are focused on joining forces far away from the Warriors, Lakers, and Houston Rockets in the loaded Western Conference. So personally, I think, you know, why not team up? The East is very weak, so why not take advantage of that? Switching gears, not uh, covering Jimmy Butler even more, but particularly with um, how his situation, how he feels about his current situation with the Minnesota Timberwolves. All-Star shooting guard Jimmy Butler reportedly has, quote, no intentions of signing a contract extension with the Minnesota Timberwolves due to issues with his teammates. According to Joe Kelly of the Chicago Sun-Times, Butler is, quote, all fed up with the nonchalant attitude of his younger teammates, specifically center Carl Anthony Towns. Butler has one year remaining on his contract before he can decline his player option and become a free agent in 2019. The 28-year-old Butler was traded to the T-Wolves last offseason after spending the first six seasons of his career with the Chicago Bulls. Butler performed well in his first season with the T-Wolves as he averaged 22.2 points, 5.3 rebounds, and 4.9 assists and two steals a game. He also helped lead them to their first playoff um, berth since the 2003-04 season. Uh, despite Butler aiding Minnesota, Minnesota's t- turnaround, Kelly reported that he has no plans. Uh, excuse me, he has plans for the fu- for the future that don't include the Timberwolves. He's played playoff basketball in six of his seven NBA seasons, but he's never advanced past the second round. The T Wolves are brimming, brimming with young talent in the form of Towns and Andrew Wiggins, but they barely made the playoffs in 2017-18 as the number eight seed in the West. With the West getting even better due to LeBron James on the Lakers, it. Uh, uh, it seems more and more likely that he would end up in the East. As, as I just said, he might play with Kyrie Irving sometime in the future. Switching gears now to um, where Tyreek Evans uh, side, signed. Excuse me. Um, veteran guard Tyreek Evans reportedly agreed to terms on a one-year deal worth $12 million with the Indiana Pacers. Shams Chernia of Yahoo Sports reported Tuesday. The 2017-18 season was generally a disaster for the Memphis Grizzlies, but Evans was one of the few bright spots. He averaged 19.4 points, his highest since his rookie year in 2009-10, and shot a career-high 39.9% from the three-point line. Memphis's three-point win over the Los Angeles Clippers on, on December 23rd was one of the high watermarks of Evans' run with the team. He finished with a double-double with 30 points and 11 assists and connected on six of 11 three-point attempts. According to NBA.com, the Grizzlies had a .3 net rating with Evans on the court, and their uh, net rating fell to minus 11, 11.2 when he went to the bench. 
While Evans was one of Memphis's best players, he was never likely to stay there uh, long term. They aren't tearing things down entirely, but it's clear they're no longer a serious threat in the Western Conference without significant changes on the you know made to the roster. They don't have many scorers such as Evans who can single-handedly spark an offense, but he was unlikely going to make much of a difference for the team next season. And that's not to say, and that's to say that um, nothing of the risk the Pacers are assuring by signing the nine-year um, veteran. So that's that. I th- personally, I think this is a great move for the Pacers, but um, it's a loss for the Grizzlies, no doubt. Uh, switching gears now to the Los Angeles Lakers, what they might possibly do in uh, free agency. If the Los Angeles Lakers are are to add a superstar to join LeBron James this summer, um, the prevailing belief has been Kawhi Leonard would be the target. But they could be casting a far wider net than that. According to Chris Sh- uh, Sheridan of GetMoreSports.com, quote, a number of trade options are being considered by Lakers executives Magic Johnson and Rob Palinka, and names are, that are being bandied about include Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, DeMar DeRozan, Bradley Beal, and John Wall, among others. As for Leonard, Sheridan wrote, quote, The Kawhi situation remains fluid, with the Philadelphia 76ers still appearing to be the most palatable landing zone given their willingness to put together some package of assets that might include Dario Sarr, Robert Covington, Jair Smith, Markel Fultz, and Miami's unprotected 2021 first-round pick in order to satisfy the Spurs. But the monkey wrench is Leonard's uncle, Dennis Robertson, who is telling anyone who will listen that Leonard will end up in Los Angeles one way or another by the time everything is said and done. It's hard to imagine the Sixers would offer that many assets without clear assurances Leonard would re-sign with the team for the long term, assurances that seem unlikely given his preferences for Los Angeles. So the Lakers may still be in the driver's seat for the disgruntled Spurs superstar. As for the other possible Lakers targets, Love and DeRozan seem to be the most likely additions. In both cases, they could uh, be made available if their respective teams, the Cavs and Toronto Raptors, rebuild. The Cavs may be incentivized to do so considering they owe the Atlanta Hawks their first-round pick in the 2019 draft if it falls outside of the top 10. And with the number of teams improved this offseason, next season could be a good one to begin tanking. The Raptors, on the other hand, could decide to put off their rebuilding efforts with James out of the Eastern Conference. While Boston, while the Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers are probably the favorites in the East, the Raptors were the number one seed last season. Lillard, Wall, and Beal seem less likely to change teams this summer unless internal dynamics shift dramatically. Lillard is the face of the franchise in Portland unless he's reached um, you know, a Leonard level of, unhappy, of unhappiness, which hasn't been reported anywhere. It's hard to envision the Blazers would move him. Ditto for Wall and Ball and, and Beal in uh, Washington. Unless their partnership becomes un- untenable, again, that level of discon- discontent is being, isn't being reported. The Wizards will likely bring them back and make a run at the finals in the weaker Eastern Conference. Obviously, things change fast in the NBA, and the Lakers have the young assets needed to make the, make the trades, but I don't see any of these realistically happening personally. That's all I have to say. Switching gears now to the NFL, uh, specifically with uh, Julian Edelman. Um... The NFL upheld Julian Edelman's suspension upon appeal, thus ruling the New England Patriots wide receiver out for the first four games of the 2018 season, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported Tuesday. Edelman received the suspension after violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substance policy. The MMQB's Albert Breer reported in June that that, uh, the substance for which Edelman tested positive, quote, wasn't immediately recognizable. According to ESPN's Dan Graziano, that... um, that was a part of the basis for his appeal. The appeal also centered on an alleged, quote, mishandling of the documentation and delivery of his test result. With Edelman's suspension upheld, NSCN's Zach Cox reflected on what it means for the Patriots and, you know, how it will affect them. Obviously, this is a huge loss for the Patriots, but it's only four games and they still have Tom Brady, Gronkowski. You know, it's it's all good for them, I think. I mean, if they played four games without Brady and still won this, or made the Super Bowl, I don't see the problem. Switching gears back to the NBA now. 
The Denver Nuggets reached an agreement Tuesday to trade small forward Wilson Chandler to the Philadelphia 76ers. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported the Sixers will, will also receive draft considerations while the Nuggets cleared Chandler's $12.8 million contract in an effort to dodge the luxury tax. Meanwhile, Denver ends up saving $49.8 million by taking the forward salary off its books and reducing its luxury tax from $51.3 million to $14.3 million per ESPN's Bobby Marks. The 31-year-old is coming off a down year with the Nuggets during which he averaged 10 points, 5.4 rebounds, and 2.2 assists across 74 games. His scoring dropped 5.7 points per game from the previous season. The DePaul product struggled to handle an inconsistent role, especially in terms of his offensive touches, and spoke ominously about the situation in January, saying, quote, Just not feeling like myself, that's all, Chandler told reporters. Maybe the, my rhythm's off, I don't know. When asked uh, how could he could salvage the season, he added, quote, I have no idea, to be honest. Uh, so that's that. I think this is a good move uh, for both sides mutually, and um, yeah, that's that. Switching gears now to uh, another NBA free agent move. Um, Dante Exum and the Utah Jazz are extending their partnership. According to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, the two sides agree to terms on a three-year, $33 million contract extension that will keep um, Exum in Utah through 2020-2021. Exum was the fifth pick in a 2014 NBA draft, arrived in the association, association attached to high expectations thanks to his 6'6 frame and 7-foot wingspan. However, the adjustment process wasn't smooth. Exum appeared hesitant throughout a quiet rookie season and he missed the 2015-16 campaign because of a torn ACL. The Australian floor general again struggled to find his footing during the 2016-17 season and he played only 14 games this past season following a shoulder surgery. That said, Exum did flash far more promise last year during his brief stretches when he was healthy. The 22-year-old averaged a career-high 8.1 points and 3.1 assists during the season and he shot a robust 48.3% from the field. His most eye-popping moment though came in the postseason. After Ricky Rubio went down with a hamstring injury, Exum showed off his defensive promise in Game 2 of Utah's second-round series against the Houston Rockets by flustering James Harden and route to a resounding 8-point win. I'm happy for him, and, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's cool. It, it's, uh, I, I like that. I like that he's uh, bouncing back. Switching gears now to Kawhi Leonard and his whole situation. Um... One might expect LeBron James' imminent move to the Los Angeles Lakers would give Kawhi Leonard even more reason to push for a trade to the Lakers, but the opposite may prove true. During an appearance on Fox Sports Radio's The Herd with Colin Coward, Yahoo Sports' Shams Chernier reported Leonard may not be, quote, jumping for joy after James's, uh, James's decision. California, uh, excuse me, excuse me, I don't know why I said California. Chernier added that the San Antonio Spurs star could become more receptive to a trade to the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, the Lakers have also agreed to deals with Lance Stevenson and JaVale McGee and will re-sign Contavious Caldwell-Pope, according to ESPN's Chris Haynes. Chernia reported Rajon Rondo will sign a one-year contract as well. By adding James, Los Angeles snagged the biggest star in the free agent market, but part of the team's success in the offseason hinges on acquiring Leonard. Right now, either Rondo or Bren Brendan Ingram is the Lakers' second-best player behind James. Los Angeles has uh, acted quickly to fill out the squad, but Rondo, Stevenson, and McGee aren't going to help bridge the gap between the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Personally, I think it could be argued that LA's second-best player is Kyle Kuzma over Brendan Ingram, but either one. One could argue that Leonard doesn't drastically change matters either, but he's an, an, uh, he's an unquestioned superstar to pair with James. Selling free agents on the franchise's long-term vision could be a lot easier, would be a lot easier in 2019 with two top-ten players on the roster. If Leonard is cooling on the idea of trying to force a trade to the Lakers or signing with the team next summer, then problems are twofold. For one, the Lakers risk uh, playing the 2018-19 season without a clear path to a title, which matters given that LeBron James turned 34 in December. 
In addition, Leonard's change of heart could indicate James' presence may not have the impact the team effort, the team's front office expected. Um, you know, so that's that. Hopefully, the Lakers get Leonard. I, I really want, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Switching gears out to Demarcus Cousins, this is very uh, saddening as a Laker fan. Um, before agreeing to join the Golden State Warriors, Demarcus Cousins gave the Los Angeles Lakers an opportunity to, to sign him. Per Mark Sign of the New York Times, the All Star Center presented the Lakers with a chance to add him to add a sam- add a salary similar to the fi- similar to the five point three mid uh, level level exception he received from Golden State, but they decided to go in a different direction. ESPN's Mark J. Spears reported the Lakers put in a call to Cousins when free agency began, and he was expected to have a meeting with the team at some point. That was before LeBron James agreed to sign with the Lakers on Sunday. Since the four-time NBA MVP made the decision, Los Angeles' front office has been adding players mostly on one-year deals, including Rondo, Stevenson, Caldwell-Pope, and McGee. Cousins is working his way back from ruptured Achilles suffered uh, during a January 26th game against the Houston Rockets. He told Spears after agreeing to sign with the Warriors that his goal is to be back by the start of training camp. When healthy last season, Cousins averaged 25.2 points, 12.9 rebounds, and 5.4 assists in 48 games for the New Orleans Pelicans. So that's that. Um, as a Laker fan, this is very upsetting, but I guess Magic Johnson know what he's, knows what he's doing. Switching gears on to uh, Paul George and why he did not sign with the Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers lost out on their shot uh, to sign Paul George when they failed to work out a, a sign-and-trade with the Indiana Pacers for the five-time All-Star swing, wingman last summer. Quote, I 100% appreciate Laker Nation for wanting me to come back home, George said during the ESPN series following him during free agency. I wanted to come home. I wanted to come here a year ago prior to going to OKC, and unfortunately wasn't traded to the Lakers. Lakers didn't grab me. George made the revelation to start the third episode of the series, adding his trade to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Quote, has been a beautiful thing for me. George shocked many fans and experts when he agreed to a four-year $137 million extension with the Thunder before he tested free agency, according to ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. His decision was vindication for Thunder GM Sam Presti, who acquired George last June in the hope that he's spending a season in Oklahoma City would get him to commit behind one year. So, um, and that's exactly what happened. Now, the last breaking news story of the day, this has to do with Isaiah Thomas and his situation with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Orlando Magic are discussing a potential deal with free agent point guard Isaiah Thomas, who po- hoops hyped Alex Kennedy reported uh, Tuesday. According to Kennedy, the two sides haven't reached an agreement yet, but quote, uh, want to get this done. Thomas played a, a total of 32 games uh, b- between the Lakers and Cavs last season. He didn't make his season debut until January due to a hip injury, and he underwent season-ending uh, surgery on his hip in March. A year after finishing fifth in, in uh, the voting for most valuable player, Thomas clearly wasn't the same player following his hip injury. Between his time with the Cavs and Lakers, he shot 37.3 from the field and 29.3 from beyond the arc. The Magic would be a good fit for the 29-year-old, especially on a short contract. Orlando hasn't replaced... Um, Alfred um, Payton at point guard after trading, him to, to, after trading him to the Phoenix Suns in the middle of the year, starting DJ Augustin, and the point is less than an ideal plan. So uh, that's that. And uh, that's all we have for the uh, breaking news inside the world of sports. Now we're going to be covering the results and matchups of the Los Angeles sports teams. Uh, starting... Starting... Um, with the Los Angeles Dodgers, the Dodgers um, played the Pittsburgh Pirates yesterday and won 17-1. So that's great. At the time of this recording, the Dodgers are up 2-0 against the Pirates in Game 2 of their series in the bottom of the first inning. The Dodgers are currently at 45-39, and and the Pirates are at 40-44. and uh, The next game is tomorrow at 5-10 p.m. Pacific Time, 8-10 p.m. Eastern against the Pirates in Game 3 of their series. Now the Los Angeles Angels, on the other hand, 
did not play yesterday. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, they are playing the Seattle Mariners, and the score is 0-0 in the bottom of the first inning. The Angels currently sit at 43-42, and 42, and the Mariners are at 54-31. and 31. The Angels' next game is tomorrow at 1.10 p.m. Pacific time, 4.10 p.m. Eastern, against the Mariners in Game 2 of their series. Now covering the um, LA Galaxy, the Galaxy's um, next game is tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, against DC United. And LAFC, at the time of... Uh, um, or they were supposed to... Um, uh, yes, they were supposed to play the Houston Dynamo today at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern, but the kickoff has been delayed due to weather, so I'll, I'll report the, the score from this game, the result, tomorrow, on tomorrow's episode. So after today, the, the LAFC's next game is against Orlando City at uh, on Saturday, July 7th at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. So that's all we have for the um, LA sports teams now covering the 2018 uh, FIFA World Cup. There were two matches today. Uh, Sweden beat Switzerland 1-0 to advance the quarterfinals. And England beat Colombia uh, 4-3 in penalties after the, um, it finished 1-1 after 120 minutes. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, Sweden plays uh, Colombia in the quarterfinals. No, no matches on Wednesday or Thursday. But on Friday, July 6th at 7 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Eastern, Uruguay plays France in a quarterfinal matchup. And in a second quarterfinal matchup of Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time, 2 p.m. Eastern, Brazil plays Belgium. So those are very interesting matchups. And now to conclude this episode of Sean Sports, we're going to be covering the results of uh, Wimbledon. Uh, starting with women's singles. Uh, Vickery from the USA beat Vandrusova from Czech Republic 6-1-6-2. Flipkins from Belgium beat Watson from um, Britain 6-4-7-5. The 14 seed from Russia beat Kasatkina beat Fett from Croatia 6-2-7-5. 27 seed from Spain Suarez Navarro beat Widhoft from Germany 6-2-6-4. 12 seed from Latvia Ostapenko beat uh, Dunn from Britain 6-3-7-6. Um, from Kazakhstan beat Lynette from Poland 6-3-3-6-10-8. 15 seed from Belgium Mertens beat Collins from USA 6-3-6-2. Suribes Tormo from Spain beat Kanepi from Estonia, 7661. Uh, Diachinka from Russia beat 24 seed from Russia, Sharapova, 677664. 18 seed from Japan, Osaka beat Nicolescu from Romania, 6461. Benchies from Switzerland beat 6 seed from France, Caroline Garcia, 7663. Risk from USA beat Duque Mourinho from uh, Colombia, 6161. 1 seed from Romania, Simona Halle beat Nara from Japan, 6264. Cannon from USA beat Sakari from Uruguay, 641661. Butler. From Britain, beat Cepeda Roig from Paraguay, 6-4-5-7-6-4. Townsend from USA, beat Parmentier from France, 6-2-6-4. Zhang from China, beat Wang from China, 6-3-4-6-6-1. Sassanovic from Belarus, beat the 8 seed from um, Czech Republic, Kvitova, 6-4-4-6-6-0. Bouchard um, from Canada, beat Taylor from Britain, 6-0-4-6-6-3. Brady from the USA, beat Kozlova from Ukraine, 6-2-6-7-6-2. Van Oetwens from Belgium, beat Herkog from Slovenia, 6-2-6-2. The 11th seed from Germany, Kerber, beat uh, Zvanerva from Russia, 7-5-6-3. 28 seed from Estonia, Kontaveit, beat Alertova from Czech Republic, 6-2-6-2. The 3 seed from Spain, Muguruza, beat Brody from Britain, 6-2-7-5. Uh, Kanta from Britain beat Viglensteva from Russia, 7-5-7-6. Chsei beat Pavlenchkova, 6-4-4-6-6-3. Gavrilova beat Dolhite, 6-2-6-3. Tibulkova beat Kornet, 7-6-6-1. Stoser beat Peng, 6-4-7-5. Barty beat Vogel, 7-5-6-3. Rubarana beat Bogdan, 6-1-3-6-8-6. And Liu beat Konju, 6-2-6-7-6-3. So that's all we have for women's singles. Not covering men's singles to close out this episode. 
26 seed from Canada, uh, Shapovalov beat Shardy from France, 6-3-3-6-7-5-6-4. Benoit Pair from France beat Jung from Chinese Taipei, 7-5-7-6-6-4. 12 seed from Serbia, Novak Djokovic beat Tennis Sangren from USA, 6-3-6-1-6-2. Benetov from France beat Fukšovic from Hungary, 7-5-7-5-6-3. Simon from France beat Basilashvili from Georgia, 6-1-7-6-6-1. Zibalos from Argentina beat Andriozzi from Argentina, 4-6-7-6-6-4-6-4. Herbert from France beats Zverev, Misha Zverev from Germany, 6-4-6-3-6-4. Berrettini from Italy beats Jack Sock from the USA, 6-7-6-7-6-4-7-5-6-2. Bagdadis from... Um, Bagdadis beat Tiem from Austria, 6-4-7-5-2-0. Ebden from uh, Australia beat Goffin from Belgium, 6-4-6-3-6-4. Kukushkin from Kazakhstan beat Pospisil from Canada, 6-4-3-6-6-2-6-3. Fognini from Italy beat Daniel from Japan, 3-6-6-3-6-3-6-3. Kachana from Russia beat Ferrer from Spain, 6-7-6-3-6-7-5. Or excuse me, six one seven six three six seven five. Deminar from Australia beat Chichinato from Italy six four six seven seven six six four. Nadal from Spain beat Sella from Israel six three six three six two. Robert from France beat Ramos Vignolas from Spain seven six six two six one. Bellelli from Italy beat Cuevas from Uruguay seven six seven six six one. Tiafa from USA beat Verdasco from Spain seven six seven six three six six three. Uh, Haas from Netherlands beat Kopil from Romania 76754676. Zvera from Germany beat Duckworth from Australia 756260. Fritz from the USA beat Sanego from Italy 36636262. And uh, that's all we have for this episode of Sean Sports. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys on the next one. I'll see you then.